the forgiveness out of your life. Because what did, what did we learn a couple weeks ago is that when we don't forgive, it grieves the Holy Spirit. It grieves the Holy Spirit. The third thing he says is our status in the family of God is unconditional. You've heard it said because we're Baptists. Once saved, always saved. We can't lose our salvation. The Bible says we are in the palm of God's hand. And there ain't nobody opening it up. It says that he's written our name in the Lamb's book of life if we've gotten saved. That is unconditional. But our intimacy with Christ is conditional. You want to not only have fellowship, but intimacy with the Father. It's conditional on the fact. Do you have unrepentant sin in your life? Is there unforgiveness in your life? That's conditional. And then he says this, our external destiny, whether we go to heaven or hell, is fixed. That's unconditional. You don't give your life to Jesus, you'll spend an eternity in hell. You give your life to Jesus, you'll spend an eternity in heaven. That's fixed, but receiving an additional reward is conditional. I don't know about you, but when I get to heaven, I don't want to hear he made it in by the skin of his teeth. We're not going to hear that, first of all. You know why? Because Jesus said it's paid in full. And it's not about you and I. But I don't want to get there and say, Lord, I gave my life to you, and then I never did another thing about it. I want to grow in my walk with the Lord. I want to get stronger in my faith. I want to share with other people. I want to point people to Jesus, and I know that's your heart as well. But what he says is, but receiving an additional reward is conditional. You ever heard of somebody that just really walked with their Lord, and they said, boy, they're going to have a lot of crowns in heaven. They're going to have a lot of jewels in their crown. And you just look at their life, and you just think, they just walked with the Lord. I don't know what anybody's going to say at my funeral, but one day... Statistics show one out of one people's going to die. It's a pretty high percentage. And there are going to be people that are going to come and they're going to cry. They're going to go home. Then I'm going to stand before the Lord and I'm going to be responsible for my actions. So he says here heaven or hell is fixed, that's unconditional. But receiving an additional reward. Is conditional. So here's the question I want you to discuss around the table. Have you seen any of these results in your life or someone else's because they haven't forgiven? And what did that look like? What did it look like? I'm going to put the questions on the board. Let me read the question, those four things on the board. But have you seen any of these results in your life or someone else's because they haven't forgiven? And what did that look like? What did that look like? Take some time, discuss it around your tables. We'll come back in a bit. All right, guys, let's bring our attention back here for just a moment. There's two things I want to say. Number one, uh, Noah just texted me from the back. Qdoba is coming back to Cordova. Okay, so I'm excited about that, all right? And uh, anybody wants to go, just let me know. I don't know when they're opening, but they're coming back. So I'm excited about that, okay? Number two, uh, you ever said something and the Holy Spirit just convict you immediately? I I said something just a couple moments ago. The Holy Spirit just said, I don't like that. I said, uh, I don't want to get to heaven and, and someone say, you got in by the skin of your teeth. That, that, that's not going to happen. That's belittling what Jesus did on the cross. We are not going to heaven because of anything we did. We can't work our way to heaven. We can't get there. 
It's impossible. But when it's impossible is when it's possible with him. So I, I rebuke myself for what I said, and I like to say it a little different way. I don't want to get to heaven and the Lord say, well, he did the bare minimum. He gave his life to me, and he went to church a couple times a week, and then he lived his life however he wanted. And I don't think anybody else in this room wants that as well. So what I want us to do is take this very serious, that this idea of forgiveness is not to be played around with. He says in the book, God condemns an unforgiving spirit. He says three things about that. He says, number one, it shows an indifference to the greatest thing God did. It shows an indifference to the greatest thing God did. He says, we interrupt God's purpose in the world. What is that purpose? Why did he come to earth? He came to earth to reconcile us to himself. He came to earth to forgive you and I for our sin. So the greatest thing he came to earth to do, when we say, I'm unwilling to forgive, we're batting an eye at that, saying that's not a big deal. And God says, that's what I'm about. That's who I am. That's what I want to do. And then he says, God hates ingratitude. God hates ingratitude. Well, he said, uh, he gives us the consequences of an unforgiving spirit. Okay, what are the consequences? We've talked a little bit about these things, but I want to give them to you. And then we're going to put them up there and let you discuss them a little bit. Number one, he says the Holy Spirit is grieved. Have you ever grieved somebody? You said something, it just bothered them. And you know it bothered them. You know it upset them. And you just kind of left it alone for a while. And you've had a, you had a conversation a few days later, and they said, you know, I just couldn't get that out of my mind. It really bothered me. I, I think it's a whole lot different when we grieve the Holy Spirit. Because I think when the Holy Spirit says, I want to reside inside of you, the Bible says that he puts the Holy Spirit inside of us. I want you to think about that for just a moment. When I'm unwilling to work with the Holy Spirit, I'm driving a wedge on what God has sent to me, this gift that he's given me. I don't know about you, but I, I, when I say something I'm not supposed to, I want to be convicted by the Holy Spirit. Like, I broke out in a sweat up here a couple moments ago when y'all were talking, when the Holy Spirit said, why did you say that? That's not, that's not correct. That's not biblically accurate. I want that. And I think you do as well. I don't want to do anything that would grieve the Holy Spirit. But boy, if I do, I want him to let me know about it quick. I want him to be like my wife. She'll let me know pretty quick. And I told her, when we got, right before we got married, I said, baby, I don't want you to do any of this junk where you're upset at me and I sit around trying to guess what it is and I say, well, what did I do wrong? And you say, well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. I just want you to tell me. If I do something dumb, I just want you to say, you did this, I didn't like it. I hear that often. The Holy Spirit is grieved. Secondly, he talks about you are left to yourself. I think I read that, that quote you out of here. It's, it's probably, for me, a top three quote out of this book. He says, when we're unwilling to forgive, the Holy Spirit step back, steps back and says, all right, big boy, take over. You got it. You're man enough to do this. You're all on your own. Hey, I, don't, I, <laughs> I certainly don't want to be by myself. I certainly don't want to be by myself. Number three, you force God to become your enemy. Woo. Let that set for a minute. Just let that marinate for a moment. I struggled with it. I'm like, well, theologically, where do I stand with this? 
What he's saying here is, if I'm unwilling to forgive, what does that verse say? He's not going to forgive you. You force God to become your enemy. Number four, you lose the potential of your anointing. There is a verse in the Old Testament, and forgive me for not having it up on the screen, and forgive me for not knowing exactly what book, chapter, and reference it is, but you're going to know what it is. It's that verse where it says the Spirit of the Lord left King Saul. Oh, I think that's one of the saddest verses in the whole Bible. King Saul had been anointed, but it says that the Holy Spirit, it said that the Spirit of the Lord had left him. I don't know about you, but I want that anointing. Number five, no authentic fellowship with the Father. I think about that guy I said at Qdoba with when he said, it's like I'm not hearing from God. He didn't use these words, but this is exactly what he was talking about. It's like I have no relationship with the Father. I don't want to lose that. I desire to have that. So which one of these have you possibly seen in your own life due to unforgiveness towards someone else? You don't necessarily have to go into details, but have you seen any of these in your own life? And maybe even talk just a little bit about what the impact of that was. Let me put them back up there. Take a few moments. Yeah, you actually have plenty of time. So take a few moments and talk about this, and then we'll come back. All right, guys. By the way, that, that verse about King Saul is in, uh, my brother just reminded me, it's in 1 Samuel 15, if you want to jot that down. I, I'm telling you, it's a scary verse. Um, we were t- I was talking about the, the, the thief on the cross, and as I was sitting here thinking, I called Noah back there because I told him, I'm sorry, I'm not hobbling all the way back there, but um, there's a clip from a, a preacher named Alistair Begg. Now, if you don't know who Alistair, Alistair Begg is, I'll just give you a little information on him. He's the senior pastor at Cleveland's Parkside Church in Ohio. He's been there since 1983. He has a radio broadcast where he's been preaching daily sermons, not, not just weekly, daily sermons. And there are thousands of people that listen to him. I love to listen to Alistair Begg. And he's from Scotland, so he's got that accent that he just sounds smarter than all of us, okay? And so it doesn't matter what I say. I could say the exact same thing. It's going to sound better coming from him. He's got a four-minute clip about the thief on the cross. And if you've never seen this, I just, you just need to grab hold of your chair, okay? Because you may jump up and shout, all right? It, this is so good. And I'll make sure that we'll get, we get this clip in the email for you next week. But I want to put it up on the screen, and I think they're so good back there. I think they've got it to where they're going to play it for us. It's about, four, it's about a little under four minutes. I want us to watch it together. the preaching of the cross, without preaching the cross to ourselves all day and every day, we will very, very quickly revert to faith plus works as the ground of our salvation. So that to go to the old uh, Fort Lauderdale question, if you were to die tonight and, and, and you were getting entry into heaven, what would you say? If you answer that, and if I answer it in the first person, we've immediately gone wrong. Because I, because I believed, because I have faith, because I am this, because I am continuing. Loved ones, the only proper answer is in the third person, because he, because he. Think about the thief on the cross. 
I want an immense, I I can't wait to find that fellow one day to ask him, how did that shake out for you? Because you 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 were cussing the guy out with your friend You've never been in a Bible study. You never got baptized. You, ne- you didn't know a thing about church membership. And, and, yet, and yet, you made it. You made it. How did you make it? That's what the angel must have said. You know, like, what are you doing here? Well, I don't know. What, what do you mean you don't know? Well, because like, I don't know. Well, you know, we, uh, uh, did you, Excuse me, let me get my supervisor. They go get the supervisor ranger. So we have just a few questions for you. First of all, are you, are, you, are, you, are you clear on the doctrine of justification by faith? <laughs> the guy said, I've never heard of it in my life. And, and what about, let's just go to the doctrine of scripture immediately. This guy's just staring. And eventually in frustration, he says, on, on what basis are you here? And he said, the man on the middle cross said, I can come. Now, now, that's the, that is the only answer. That is the only answer. And if I don't preach the gospel to myself all day and every day, then I will find myself beginning to trust myself, trust my experience, which is part of my fallenness as a man. If I take my eyes off the cross... I can then give only lip service to its efficacy while at the same time living as if my salvation depends upon me. And as soon as you go there, it will lead you either to abject despair or a horrible kind of arrogance. And it is only the cross of Christ that deals both with the dreadful depths of despair and the pretentious arrogance of the pride of man that says, you know, I can figure this out and I'm doing wonderfully well. No, because the sinless Savior died, my sinful soul is counted free for God the just is satisfied to look on him and pardon me. That's why Luther says most of your Christian life is outside of you in this sense that we know that we're not saved by good works. We're not saved as a result of our professions, but we're saved as a result of what Christ has achieved. Notice what he said, if I quit preaching the gospel to myself. And what I want to say is this. It is very difficult to extend forgiveness when we lose sight of what he has done for us. So I want you to take some time around your tables. We're going to end a little early. You've got plenty of time. And I want you to pray. I put on here that the Lord would convict us of any unforgiveness in our life. But I I want to go just, I take that, just tweak it just a little bit. There may be somebody in your life that, that, uh, that you have hurt and you don't even know it you have no idea you just know you've drifted apart and I want to I want you to just pray over each other talk about it a little bit around the table of how you could forgive someone else but I also want you to pray Lord if there's somebody that I've hurt 
If there's somebody that I need to go to and I need to apologize, I want you to show me that. Those are tough prayers. But all I know is, if we want the anointing of the Holy Spirit, if we want intimacy with the Father, if we want to have fellowship with Him, if we want to walk closely with Him, then we got to get rid of all this junk. And He says, I'll help you do it. But we got to be willing to be open, transparent, and let Him work.